Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Guys, this bonus episode is going to be hysterical. Kurt Maloney did a bit of comedy for us at the Open Late launch party back in October, and then he moderated the live Q&A for Pasha and I that night. It was too good not to share with you all. You're welcome. And we like a cup of coffee. <laughs> I like my pasta like I like my coffee. In my mouth. Can we get gross? I'm Jessica. Look how hot she is. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. What? What do you want to say? Sorry. I, this would not be possible without my stylist, Liz. Can I please have it? I will give you all her number later. She will transform you. Great. Yes, Jessica's very hot. <laughs> she looks like the Barbie dolls I used to undress when I was a kid. And she's the same size. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. It's a fun party. I've never done comedy with the host right behind me, so if any minute they can just fucking tackle me if I start to suck. Uh, yes, my name is Kurt. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I actually uh, am uh, the offspring of a, a non-monogamous marriage. Except for my parents didn't do it ethically. Is anybody here in a... Uh, <laughs> no, I'll prove it to you. My mom and dad used to be married to each other. They had five kids. My stepmom and my stepdad used to be married to each other. And they had two kids. And then they got divorces and then my dad's traded wives. Yeah, my life's like, like an episode of Wife Swap. It's just can't fucking end! <laughs> Have you guys seen that show, Wife Swap? Yeah. You guys remember it? I can't forget it. <laughs> If you haven't seen the show, like these Hollywood producers would find like a mildly unhappy couple, and then find like another mildly unhappy couple, and they would make them swap wives for a week, and then the couples would be like, "This is much worse." And then they swap back, and they would like go back to their spouse with like renewed energy. That's my life, except for halfway through, they were like, "Cut! We ran out of money. You're stuck with your new spouse. You hate them. Whatever. Fuck your kids." I didn't know. I didn't know that my life was different until I was like in the third grade. Because my parents did this workshop when I was four years old. And uh, in the third grade, we had to make a family tree. We had a whole week to do it. Uh, and I really tried. Like, we had like made it out of like cardboard poster cutout, whatever. And we had to make a family tree. And every kid came back at the end of the week with the same thing. It was their parents as the tree trunk together. And then it went up. And then all the siblings and brothers and sisters were the branches. But mine, I presented mine, and mine was two trunks that sort of just mashed in the middle. <laughs> and all the branches were like connected all the way up, looked like a fucked up Dr. Seuss ladder. <laughs> and I, I was up there, I was explaining to the class that this is my family, and the teacher gave me an F on the assignment. <laughs> I know, I had to stay after class and explain to her with my mom, like, no, this is a pretty realistic depiction of my family. <laughs> she gave me an A, and I gave her a tissue, and I said, stop crying, I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> I tell that joke a lot, and people come up and they go, so your parents were swingers? I'm like, no, swingers are fun. My parents were Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I think Baptist is the opposite of fun. 
<laughs> if you're a Baptist, just hold tight. I'm gonna roast you for a little bit. <laughs> My parents are Baptists. I don't think Baptists are against gay people. I think they're against fun. Right. Like, there's nothing more fun in this world than a gay person. And the Baptists are like, we gotta stop it. That's too much fun. Be like us. Like, especially like, I, like I love gay men, right? Uh, I have a lot of gay friends. I've done a little bit of the gay stuff. It's fun. It's fun to try it. I specifically love how gay men talk about penis. Gay men talk about penis in the same way my very Irish father talks about potatoes. He's like, mm, I love these. I don't care what size they come in. Little red ones, golden ones. Mm. My favorite's the pink brown rustic one. Smash it in my mouth. There's gonna be a lot of penis jokes tonight, so buckle up. Woo! I have a question. Why do people. Very high pitch. Why do people say something sucks dick to mean it's bad? Have you guys heard that before? I was out at a bar with my brother. We were there for like 45 minutes. It was pretty quiet. He was like, let's get out of here. This bar sucks dick. It was so confusing to me. I didn't get why that meant bad. Sucking dick. Everybody I know in my life that sucks dick is an absolute treasure. Every time I get my penis up, it's awesome. The going down on somebody, boy or girl, they or them, it doesn't matter. It's an act of worship. What do you think of my new place? You know your place? Sucks dick. <laughs> They're gonna be a little confused, like, you don't like it? You don't, no, 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 I just mean, I like being in here. <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> Anytime you invite me in here, I will come. <laughs> Unless I'm too drunk. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fun? I like telling that joke. I think that joke sucks, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny joke. Uh, one time I told that joke at a comedy club, and afterwards, uh, some of my friends came and went to a bar next door. We were ordering drinks, having a good time. And somebody that saw my show walked in. I didn't know him, but he was like, Hey, Kurt! Saw your comedy! You suck, dude! <laughs> in the middle of me ordering a drink, the bartender's like, Do you know him? I'm like, No, he's a homophobe. He got kicked out. <laughs> Sometimes the jokes are just for me. <laughs> I do that a lot. I'll, I'll make a joke that's just fun for me and then other people don't like it. It gets me in trouble sometimes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an example. You have to promise not to bail on me, okay? Four people, cool. <laughs> so like five-ish years ago, my stepmom, she called me. She's like, I have bad news, are you sitting down? I said, yeah. She said, your grandmother passed away. I know. My first thought was, Oh, I hope it's the one I owe money to. I told you you can't bail on me. You can't get mad. You're mad, I'm mad, because it wasn't. It was the other one. I told that joke to my grandma. She thought it was so funny. She was fucking hilarious. She used to come to my shows all the time. But I remember the first time she came to one of my shows, I had no idea she was coming. I was doing a set at Improv, which was a big deal for me at the time. I was like 21. And I invited my cousin, and he's my age. And 30 minutes before the show, he texted me. He's like, guess what? I invited your aunt and your grandma. And I was like, fuck. And he's like, is that a problem? I was like, have you ever heard my stamina? I just talk about my penis and that hole. So she's at the show. I'm doing my set. She's like over here. I couldn't look at her. I told the audience, I'm not looking this way for a reason. My grandma's over there. And I had to go up to her after the show. And I'm like, Yo, thanks for coming to the show, grandma. She's like, it was so fun. And I was like, I felt bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I wish I would have done clean stand-up. I didn't know you were coming. She's like, that's okay. And she grabbed me by the hands. 
And she looked at my head and I was like, no, but like, no grandson wants their grandma to hear the like, blowjobs and stuff. And she grabbed my hands and she said, that's okay. Before I met your grandfather, I used to suck dick all the time. <laughs> She looked at it and was like, uh-uh, that's a jawbreaker. Which, genetically speaking, probably not that. <laughs> the second one is just dick looks weird. <laughs> and he's dead, so it's fun to think of, I know, so sad. It's just fun to think about him having a weird My grandma did actually pass away, and I told that joke at her funeral. And my family's so fucked up, it crushed. It killed. It did pretty good here. It was a standing ovation at my ground. And it shouldn't have, because I was crying the whole time. We were fucking friends. I was getting this out through tears, like, and then she on my app. And she said, Before I met your grandfather, he's a dick all the time. And now every time I get my dick sucked, grandma, I'm a dick of you. Standing ovation. didn't really want to reveal to the world. So that's kind of 
like the answer to that question. That's a great answer. Yeah. And I have a follow-up question. Okay. So you were saying you were very private at first. Mm -hmm. What was it like coming out to people? And who's the hardest to tell? Yeah, that's, that's the end of that question. <laughs> <laughs> and who's the hardest to tell? Okay. Um, well, so we gradually came out to sort of our friends and our family and our close community. Also, like when you, they see you on an app, you, <laughs> really funny story, <laughs> which I share in the podcast, but um, our old neighbors, who used to live in a duplex in West Hollywood, the girl who lived above us, we became really good friends with her. And one of her friends, who had been at a barbecue of ours, saw Pasha on Tinder. And she was devastated. Because she thought that she was going to break up our relationship. She thought, you know, that she was gonna like wreck my marriage and she had all this guilt and so she like waited a week and then we were having another football, like we used to have people over Sunday for football, and she told our friend Omri. And Omri was like, if Pasha's on Tinder, just knows. And she was like, no, this does not work like that. This is not the guy code. Uh-uh. I'm not going to take that for an answer. He's like, no, I promise you, if Pasha's on Tinder, Jessica knows. And she's like, I don't think so. And so she like storms around him and comes and tells me. And I'm like, oh, let me see his profile. Is it good? Is he doing good? Change your pictures. Yeah, I was like, oh, those pictures are terrible. Okay, so you guys are gonna open uh, 
jealousy? Still? Uh, yeah, on occasion. It's very, it's rare now, but we do. And how do you cope? Um. I do want to hear from both of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of the last time that I was jealous. It's been a very long time. Um, I think in the beginning we coped by setting up like really great agreements and boundaries that would help us feel sort of safe and secure to navigate these things. Um, and really processing your emotions. Like if you're jealous, even in a monogamous relationship, and you don't talk about your jealousy, you're gonna stay jealous, like forever. So, you know, in, in our relationship with opening up, and you know, we didn't, we weren't just like, hey, we're open. Like seven years ago, we had an accidental reason, and we were like, we wanna do that again. So we could slowly but surely. I'm sorry, accidental? Yeah, we'll get there. Wait a minute, what is she doing here? I yeah, no, I say I masterminded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got, man evil. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the accidental threesome, Miss Ginger Banks, who's sitting right back there, episode one, the accidental threesome was phenomenal. Um, the threesome was also, but the episode's great. Uh, but we sort of, we, we gradually became open. We started like monogamish with things like that that were very. Um, curated, or we were on vacation, or lots of like happy accidents because I mean, we're, we're pretty good looking, so we're going to a bar. Um, but the jealousy thing. In the beginning, we had to set up a lot, a lot more sort of boundaries and agreements, and we would do one thing at a time. And we would go really slow, and then we would check in and see how that made us feel. It wasn't like, we're open, see you later, let's not talk about anything. We talked about everything and over-communicated. And eventually, if you talk about an emotion enough, it will go away. Emotions just want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be felt. And for me, the objective is to, is to really dig into the jealousy and see what's there, what's under it. Because my jealousy has nothing to do with him. Like, his actions might be a trigger, but it's actually just an invitation for me to see, like, where do I feel inadequate? Where do I have insecurities? Am I afraid I'm going to be abandoned? And I would rather work on that and get rid of it so that I can live the next hundred years not feeling those things. Because if you never do, you're going to feel those things in whatever style of relationship you're in, or even as a single person, potentially. Um, so eventually, we took our boundaries and we started to peel them away. Because the whole point is to do something that feels a little risky and get comfortable with it and get out of your comfort zone and constantly be evolving in that way. Um, yeah? Jealousy? Pasha, you want to answer the question? Yeah, sure. I have to. <laughs> um, jealousy is a natural part of being in an open relationship. It's going to happen. I think what's really great about Jessica and I is that we've done so much emotional work, personal development. It's not like, hey, I'm jealous, don't do that. Right? It's, hey, I'm jealous, but I'm going to tell you where it's coming from. I was abandoned when I was young. You're the person I love the most. I'm afraid that you might like someone better than I. I'm triggered by this. And so we're able to go <clears throat> really deep. And it's, we're able to uncover why I'm jealous. And then the byproduct of that was I got to tell Jessica and vice versa how to love me better. How 
do I feel important while we're having this open lifestyle? And so it actually brought us closer together. And that's why we're in this open relationship together. When we have a sexual experience outside of each other, it always brought us closer together. So we really loved it. That's why we're in it in the first place. But jealousy is gonna come up, but there's a distinction between jealousy and a dislike. And we got to decipher that pretty quickly with the work that we've done. So that's why if jealousy comes up, it's kind of an invitation to go deeper. So that's how we deal with it. Yeah, it also sounds like, you, yeah, we can apply that. That was great. Like, and just from what I'm hearing in both of your answers is that when things come up, instead of being accusatory, you go, this is coming up for me, and you can talk about how and this is just not helpful. Uh, you can talk about like what's coming up for you instead of being accusatory. You just like, I feel this way, and it's allowing you to get closer. Of course. That's right. Yeah. Does anybody have a question for them? Just raise your hand or shout it out. Okay. Yeah. Is the girl that you had the threesome with at this party? No. <laughs> They're all here, but it's a scavenger hunt. You have to check under everyone's shoes. We have another question right here. How would you share it with your kids? Oh, great question. I'm going to repeat it so everyone hears it. This lady right here wants to come. How would you share this with your kids? Well, and we've talked about this. We're going to share that we have other partners and we have an open relationship. It's not like we're going to say it as, when the time comes up, we're going to be very open about everything, but we're going to try to be in a very responsible way. We're also going to do it in a responsible way, but we're not going to be throwing it in their face and say, deal with it. We're going to say, hey, listen, sometimes this is what we do and this is okay for us. And to just be really open about it because I think kids are a lot smarter than we think and they're going to be able to learn and adapt to whatever they want. So, but yes, absolutely open book on everything that we do, for sure. Yeah, just to add to that, because um, I love this question and it's something that we've talked about a lot, put a lot about it too. Um, I think like most parents who are dating, you know, you wait a long time to like introduce partners to your kids, especially if they're going to be a really big part of your life. And so there's that element, um, but also I think that anyone who's, you know, obviously we like go on dates, but then we have people that become like a part of our lives that are, you know, a very big part of our lives. And I think those people always add more love and add so much more value to our, our children's lives as being like aunts and uncles that I would sort of, because that's what it does in our relationship as friends with like each other's you know, other lovers. So I would never want to sort of keep that from my kids. My one concern was depending on where we live and our kids going to school, right? If they would be made fun of or targeted or bullied in some way. So that's like a big concern. But we live in LA. So two moms and two dads and three cousins. Why swapping parents? Uh, anybody else have a question? Way back there, with the classes. How do you balance desire for your primary partner with desire for other partners? Great question. How do you balance desire for each other, for a primary partner, and other partners? 
um, it's, it's like anything else in your in your life that you make time for um, and you want to put effort into, like your health, right? Like going to the gym consistently. Um, you know, really putting dates on the calendar, taking solo trips, um, having like a third partner for a long time in our lives was taught us a lot about how to create that balance and how to have harmony because it does require effort and work. And some people are like, well, you shouldn't have to like schedule it in to like, you know, be with your partner, be alone with your partner on your calendar, but absolutely you should have strategy because it's so important when you put your attention and focus on something. Um, the interesting thing for us that's really great, and I like wish this for all other couples who want to be not, you know, play into like non-monogamy. Um, when we're with other people, it actually makes us want the other one so much more. So we've always been very turned on by the idea of the other with someone else, or like also being in that experience. And so anytime one of us is with another person, when we come back together, our sex is so <laughs> new and hot and fun. And I think um, it's also really fun to see your partner. I've been so lucky to see Pasha be really flirtatious and like and be like loving and in love with other women and I get to see him in this it's like almost having a front row seat to what it was like when we started as a third party and it's really special to see your partner light up in that way that you haven't seen it you know because the newness of course is going to wear off and we create a bond that's longer lasting and gets even more special with time, but the cool piece is like, oh yeah, like that's the smile that he used to make and you know, when something's brand new, which is really fun. Now obviously, what we have, I think, grows stronger because we allow all of that into our lives. Yeah, you know, the best way I think I would answer that is that, you know, I love you, this energy. It's, it's awesome getting to know someone, exploring another person having that sexual connection with them, and that's awesome, but there's nothing like being in love with your partner and having sexual desire for your partner who you're madly in love with. So the reason why we've gotten into this relationship or of being open in the relationship is it always brought us closer together, that's why we do it, but she's my number one. Like, and that is very cemented, and I think that allows us to have this relationship. So as much as I love Method, exploring others, I'm a guy, like it's, it's in us to want to do that same with women as well. But at the end of the day, like, there's nothing better than Jessica, right? And that's the kind of relationship that you have the greatest sex ever. And so it just enhances really, you know. But I will say, I always say with Kavya, like, not every open relationship is like that. There are some couples we've met that you can tell that one person wants it more than the other person, and that's not how we operate. We operate because it becomes us closer together and enhances our sexual. We have time for one more question. You look so excited to ask. <laughs> Go for it. So if Pasha decides to see the same person more than three months, is that considered cheating or still a Oh no, it's still open and very welcome. <laughs> I actually like, 
it's, it's interesting, um, you know, without being specific about people, uh, Pasha's always had a very, um, like, I want to date women style, but not really get serious or committed with anybody. And I'm very much more, um, like, I was going to say quality over intimacy and to like develop over time and I think all styles are amazing um, but about two and a half years ago Hasha did really fall for someone and I was so excited for him to allow someone else to really care for him and like love him and to continue like continue building a relationship with someone that turned into something really beautiful so I was really excited for that it's, it's odd I wasn't nervous at all um, in the way that I have been with, you know, previous things or earlier things. And no, we're, we're very much open and welcoming to other partners. And that's the difference, sort of, there's a lot of different ways to be open. There's polyamorous, which is like when you identify or your preferences that you can have and share and potentially be in love with multiple partners. Um, you know, which is scary. It's scary for a lot of people. And I think there's still some fear there, like for you, with polyamory. Um, maybe, I don't know. Sometimes, no? Okay. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Um, but I think, no. And I, I can't ever see a world where that would bother me. Yeah. I guess the best way to answer that is that the underlying philosophy that we have in our relationship, for us specifically, is that we're very much the biggest supporters of each other. So if that's a desire, and that's what you want to do, and if she wants to fall in love, or I want to fall in love, okay, how does this work? Let's, let's figure it out. So no, it's not considered cheating, but it's always something that we're always willing to explore, whatever it is, because our general philosophy is, why are we in a relationship if we can't be ourselves at all times? And, and this side of exploring others is just a byproduct of human biology, in my opinion. And so we get to be supportive of that. And if there are feelings that come up with other partners, that's something that we're willing to explore and see how it feels, whether jealousy, dislike, or whatever. But we're going to figure it out together. So nothing's off the table. We just take it with a lot of communication, a lot of trust that the primary reason we're in this relationship to do this is that it's got to bring us closer to that, whether that is introducing another partner or not. And on that very sweet note, can we give it up one more time? If you have more questions, subscribe to the podcast and answer all of them That is a wrap for you guys. I'm really glad that we got to share this with you. It was such a blast. I want to send a special thank you to my friends and family and everyone who came out to the launch party to support this work. And I'm so happy that you're all loving the show. If you are, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on Apple and make sure you're following at Open Late the Podcast on Instagram. Men deserve toys too, manly toys. 
With goat guns, we turned historical firearms into accurate miniature gun models. They are one-third the scale and less than one-tenth the cost. Our die-cast metal models come with intricate working parts so you have something to fidget around with during those work calls. Have a little fun and start your gun model collection today at GoatGuns.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.